Episode three. Episode three. Are you ready to record a podcast with me today? Let's record a podcast with you. Yay! Hashtag podcast. Hashtag blessed podcast. Not not our podcast. Hashtag <laughs> cursed. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Eyeballs spinning. I'm in a weird mood today. Just warning you. We are. Weird mood. Yeah, it's been a weird week, but I'm very excited about today's podcast of ADHD 20, which is a podcast that tries to find the intersection between ADHD and role playing games, oftentimes D&D, but what? Mostly D&D. Mostly D&D, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a Here's the thing. We want to open the umbrella to incorporate other RPGs, mm-hmm. but you have someone here who is severely anxious about new things. Right, and I know. so we'll get there. I, I have faith in us. I am excited about it. It's just a lot. You know, we, we did take some time to take a look at Pathfinder out of curiosity mm-hmm. and yeah. enjoyed that time we spent. It just, it's so comfortable mm-hmm. to know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the thought of not knowing what I'm doing again, well, it triggers a little bit of what we're going to talk about today, Matt. Exactly. I was going to say, it kind of kind of goes along the lines of what we uh, have on the books today. Well, but first, I need to hear those two little words that you like to give us to kick off podcasts. Hi, Allison. There it is. <laughs> and I guess we should probably roll a couple of D100s. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Let's Let's roll. <laughs> All right. Would you like to go first, or would you like for me to? I'll go first. Why not? Uh, All right. I rolled an eight. Okay. You and I rolled numbers right on top of each other this week. That's fun. Whoa. I love this question for you. What's something you're (laughs) truly terrible at? (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. We haven't gotten this one yet. Wow. What's something you're truly terrible at? So the 2023 uh, answer is not going to start with so many things, right? That's not true. Um, What am I truly terrible at? I am not good. Well, I'm even getting, I'm getting better at saying no. So that's one thing. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am truly terrible at sports and exercise, to be honest. Uh, It's not, it's not so much. I actually kind of have pretty decent hand-eye coordination, but man, I am not good at sports. That's why part of this podcast exists, is that I channeled all of that energy. And I'm a little bit regretful for uh, of it, a little bit. If there's one thing that I kind of wish my parents had done, they encouraged everything about my life, the artistic side, the creative side, the imagineering <laughs> the dreaming, they really, you know, they said I could be anything mm-hmm. I wanted. But I do kind of wish that they had said, try a sport. Because mm-hmm. I have a, such a weird relationship with exercise is just mm-hmm. not something. I, I just don't have like a background of fun. I don't have positive history yeah. with it. So yeah. is that fair to say that's what I'm truly terrible at? It's funny that you say that because I'd like to tell a quick little story. You and I and our friend Fitz went to <laughs> there it is uh, went axe throwing together a few months ago 
Yeah. Fitz and I have both gone axe throwing multiple times each. Fitz was even in an axe throwing league. And the guy who's like teaching us how to do it, you know, they always have somebody come out and show you the ropes before they, you know, unleash you. Fitz and I are throwing and throwing and we're just not hitting the board over and over again. Matt picks up an axe and on the first throw, bullseye. And then we're all like, mm, beginner's luck. And then he just kept throwing bangers the whole time. Yeah. So I guess that's not athletics per se, but it is a definite hand-eye coordination pursuit. And you were mm-hmm. instantly stunning at it. So Yeah, I do. I really do have a strange... I think that's what I'm saying. It's like, I was a skinny kid. I was awkward, all of those things. But I think I do have a natural talent for, especially like the hand-eye stuff, like throwing a ball into a basketball hoop or something like that. Like, I, I I, can do that. I don't know why. I have no idea why. But it was never fostered, and I never, you know, because then when I went to school and there were, like, sports and teams and all that stuff, and I just kind of crumbled and was very unpopular mm-hmm. and made fun of. So it just became – I have such a negative thing yeah. towards all of it that – isn't it interesting, the spectrum that exists? You just said, you know, you were the skinny kid, and that's why you were picked on and didn't make the teams. Mm-hmm. And I was the fat kid, and that's why I was picked on. And, like, who is demanding perfection at eight years old, and who do we need to talk to about this problem? Because it's absurd. But I'm I hear hoping you, it's and different I feel now. You. But, yeah. yeah, it was a rough time. If anybody has seen um, Freaks and Geeks, yeah. <laughs> you want to get a good... Good grasp <laughs> on what my high school and below experience was. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I feel yeah. Uh, okay. I got right on top of you. Number nine. Boing. Number nine. Number nine. This is not possible. This is not <laughs> possible. Are you kidding I, me? I, I ha- Unfortunately, normally I try to not look at what my question is going to be, but because it was right there next to your question. So, dear listeners, uh, oh my, my question today is... Matt, we do, do any of your D and D characters have ADHD? Which is Whoa. the topic. Which is the topic of chose. today's podcast. Weird. <laughs> That's weird. That That's meant to be. Is synchronicity. The universe saying yes. So where the doors easily push right open with no resistance. That's what you should be giving the most of your attention. I like it. I like it. Well, then that means we've got a good topic for you all today, folks. We gotta. Um, we gotta. Yeah. Do we even answer that one? Do we even? I mean, because no, that's kind of stay it's tuned. a spoiler, right? Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so let's go for like the lighter, fluffier topic first, for sure. and then we will for get sure. into the meat of the episode and directly address. Don't you worry. In just a few more minutes, yeah. we will in fact be talking about uh, which of my characters I feel like may have ADHD. Um, So we have a new favorite word, which is neurospicy. Still a favorite word, by the way. Um, But I heard a word probably on TikTok a few weeks ago, dopamining. So dopamining is the practice of uh, doing activities that give you a maybe necessary little dopamine boost. And I experienced this for the first time a few weeks ago. New year, new me, new budget, right? And uh, trying desperately to not spend money. And I am, you know, one of the ways that my lack of impulse control comes in a lot is just I spend way too much money on very unnecessary things. I have I have mm. no chill when it comes to pulling out the old credit card. So I'm trying mm. to lock it down. I'm trying to not buy any clothes because I have plenty. I'm trying to not, you know, buy any new tchotchkes or knickknacks or things for my house because <laughs> I have plenty. 
And I was taken down Christmas and the area where my Christmas tree was, I was like, maybe I should do something new with that space. And so I gave myself a little challenge. I was like, I can pull any piece of furniture, any decoration, anything that I already own to try and make this space new. And over the course of the afternoon, I'm like going through my house and moving furniture around. By the way, were you, Matt, one of those kids that was constantly rearranging your room? Because I definitely was. Always. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, young Matt did that. And and uh, old Matt does that. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. But anyways, over the course of the afternoon, I ended up creating myself a fun little book nook with a table from somewhere entirely different and, you know, lighting from other places in my house. Wow. And, you know, and it's so adorable. A, it makes me want to read more because I have a dedicated space for it. It also has become like my meditation chair. Um, and it's wonderful. And I realized at the end of that, that I had the same level of joy coursing through my body that I do is when I go shopping and get to come mm. home. And, and I felt, I felt in that moment, like I'd discovered like a little hack, like do other people know about this, that maybe you don't have to spend the money. Maybe you could just spend the time breathing new life into something that you already own. And it's the exact same effect. Yeah. So two part question. Part one is Matt, do you have any dopamining that you'd like to share? Yes. In fact, I have been dopamining. I'm delighted to hear that this is a real thing. And okay, here's my question. So dopamining means Mm -hmm. taking what you've got and mining it for new dopamine, right? Not necessarily, just taking part in activities that you know. So maybe if shopping is how you dopamine, you go shopping or you Uh, like whatever the activity is. It doesn't have to be old, new or otherwise. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The act of doing the thing that you know is going to bring you that hit of joy. Scrolling endlessly through TikTok is how a lot of people (laughs) dopamine. (laughs) I get it. I get it. But in in this specific case, we're saying, how can we dopamine without uh, adding to our credit and spending money? Mm -hmm. Well, I've been trying recently to kind of pare things down, like with all of my gear, right? Because now I've got... I've got a work work side of this office and and a record studio edit side of the office and uh I feel like the, the edit studio side of the office uh was kind of getting a little bit intense and every once in a while things would just kind of you know stop working because it there was a lot going on and I was also using a separate computer just to just to record and stuff but I thought, well, gosh, maybe I don't need that computer. And maybe my friend Allison might like it because it, it's a good computer. It's a great computer. And you could actually use an upgrade. Um, so my my problem with dopamine and dopamining possibilities happen every time a new Apple <laughs> product is released. <laughs> There's always a point where I have to obsess about it. And go, okay, gosh, wow, do I need this upgrade? Should I have this upgrade? I spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of talking myself into or out of certain things, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. So there's a new few products released that were a a solid upgrade. And I was very excited about them because I was like, ooh, well, that could be beneficial. And I was like, ooh, and it could also help Allison. That's a part of me trying to work through it. and so I was like, I'll, I'll do it. And so, you know, I'm selling you one of my computers. And then when I went to press the, 
buy button, I said, wait a minute, hold on. Do I need this right now? So what I did instead was I dismantled everything to get your system, a monitor and a, and a Mac Mini that's going to be so, so great for you, I think. Yeah, so, I'm so, so excited. So much quieter, so much more powerful. So that's going to be great. And I had it all aside. I was like, okay, great. Now I have room for something new. And then I was like, well, what if I just did without? What if I don't use two, two monitors in this room and I only have one here? And can I do it all? And I did. And I so Everything is a lot simpler. It's cleaner. I've got my dice tray ready to go right at my hand because now I have room for it because there's not another something right there. And and my laptop, uh, which is a great laptop, can do it all. So I'm, I'm just, you know, I am unplugging to move around, but I was doing that anyway. So I've now dopamined myself into this really lovely new experience, both in my work and this studio. And uh, I don't have to worry about changing settings on different computers because Mm -hmm. that's what I was doing. And I did a lot of cable management. Cable management is a big dopamining thing for me. So... What I'm hearing from you is that streamlining is dopamining for you. Strangely, it is. Mm. I think that my initial belief was I need to be able to do this and this and this and this. And then over the last year of actually (laughs) doing that stuff and seeing what I actually needed, I was like, oh, wait, no, I can get everything I need to get done just as well with a cleaner look and feel and it is really nice playing D&D is better it's easier less things to plug in and do it did seem like you were like always futzing because futzing is is dopamining for me for sure i know no I know. question futzing that's, is super that's... fun dopamine yes you know yeah. i realized it i think we all knew this but one of my instant dopamine hits is something you just did oh the dice the dice rattle man oh god yes it's why i'm a total dice gremlin rolling that dice and and waiting expectantly to see you know did i did i fail or did i succeed is just yeah it does something it tickles my brain in the best of ways i love it yeah so i am very curious uh those listening i want to know how you dopamine this Please, has got to be yeah. a thing. So if you if you don't already know, like take some time to find out. It's super fun. And if you do know, tell us cuz I just I bet that everybody has different ways yeah that they get that hit. Now, here's the thing. With ADHD, it, this beauty is going to yeah. last for a, you know, yeah. a month or two and then we're going to be like, hmm, something else is going to come out and we'll be wanting to change things. Yeah, and that sure. is okay with us. So, yeah, please, everybody, send in your hits of the dopamine persuasion. Send it to you. Please. All right. Well, do you want to talk about now our nice Chewy? Uh, how do we I get do. here? How do we get to this this idea? Um, yeah. So I don't know if Matt or I have ever mentioned this, but we, we play Dungeons & Dragons together. We do. A, a few times a week at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one might call us obsessed. So yeah. in this campaign, Matt's first campaign DMing for us, I started out as a rogue. So rogues are your little sneaky sneakies. And mm-hmm. then I realized, <laughs> true, to, true to type, I missed being a magic caster. And so mm-hmm. I went to Matt and begged and pleaded, can I please, please multiclass into a bard? 
because I had taken the entertainer background. And so I had built my character around somebody who was already, you know, on the road performing for coin. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it seemed like a natural fit. Um, and then my roguish archetype, I had taken arcane trickster. So I already had a little bit of magic in me. And so it just, it seemed like the right flex. But Matt, you don't love multiclassing. Care to talk about that for a second? Yeah, we should explain um, in in Dungeons and Dragons, if you think of a class as your profession, your job, right? So there are rogues that Chimerical started off to be, and then you could have the job of a fighter or a druid. Uh, multiclassing is a mechanic uh, where you start off as a rogue and then you say, my next level of experience is going to be in bard. I'm going to be a magic musician, right? And then I might become a fighter. And look, I'm I'm very much aware that part of the reason that multiclassing drives me nuts as a dungeon master is that it is triggering my internal ADHD trying very hard to to stay focused on something and i also just don't i don't like the current dungeons and dragons fifth edition mechanic for multiclassing i just don't like the concept of it i don't it doesn't seem realistic to me because in dnd it's kind of like i'm doing this now uh, now i'm taking a right turn now i'm plant doing this now i'm taking a left turn now I'm, you know so it, it frustrates me uh and I've I've made that you know apparent to to the players in the group to their frustration. But to make Allison happy, I said, "Of course, Allison, I want you to have what you want in this game that we play every week. I want you to be happy." So yes, let us let's do multiclassing, right? <laughs> and so we, you know, and <laughs> I, I, I'm the kind of I'm the kind of game master that wants to have like reasons that people will make choices in the game, meaning why would your character, Chimerical, suddenly decide to study the ways of a bard? Why would you go from a thief background to something else? And you have you've had great reasons for it. But the other players in the group have come to me with like these major backstories and like these very intense reasons why they are what they are and do what they do but you and i have just kind of been like you learn something new as a player and you come to me i want to try this i'm like okay okay sure we can we can do that and then the next time we talk about like gaining new experience like ooh, and now i feel like she might do this um and we finally, it finally dawned on us, didn't it? Because uh, something happened recently that was an in-game extreme event that happened. And mm-hmm. this time Allison came to me and had a very different feel and a demonstrative idea for her character. Suddenly her character was razor-focused on what she wanted to do next and what she wanted to be. And at that moment, we both went, oh, has ADHD. 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 She's had it all along, and, and it's just taken this life experience, this moment to, to both yep. show us that. One of the ways, I'll give Evan especially a lot of credit here, is, is playing against type. You know, like, yeah. 
anybody can be the bard who wanders around and cracks jokes and strums on their lute, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not dunking on people who do that, but do more, be more. And so I tried to, when I built Chimerical, you know, even though I had her with an entertainer background, I tried to, to come up with different ways that she could entertain for coin besides just, you know, open mic night at the local <laughs> tavern. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Right. And so, yeah. you know, kind of leaning into learning to, you know, play against type and to take chances. And so this event that Matt is referencing was an incredibly sad event, a, a, an event in which Matt has pushed a, a love theme into <laughs> into this campaign with an NPC. But I'd found myself realizing I didn't want my character to be defined exclusively by being lovesick. Like, that's boring. That's every sure. romantic comedy that exists out there. And so I, right. I was, it was me trying to play against type and say, okay, but what are some more interesting in-character choices I could make? We've talked about this, I think, on the podcast, that anger and sadness are kind of the low-hanging fruit yes. of the emotional world. And so mm -hmm. to try and find other reactions, find new different ways. So that's kind of, that was the spirit in which I came to Matt and said, okay, like, this thing has happened, but I don't want her to be defined by just pining endlessly because that's not going to be fun for me to play. And it's not going to be right. fun for my party to have to just deal with this lump who's crying all the time. Right. And so, yeah, so Matt and I start talking. We both have this sudden like, <gasps> aha moment, realizing that the reason she has changed focuses so many times is because she has ADHD. I'll peel the player from the character for a minute. It was a real life frustration of Allison's, not necessarily Chimericals. When I had realized in recent weeks, nobody in the party knew what I was good at. Mm. And so anytime we would come up against anything where, oh, somebody needs to, you know, uh, unlock a door or somebody needs to do a vibe check on a room, everybody would turn to everybody else in the party. Mm. And that was driving me, Allison, a little bit crazy because I'm like, I'm good at that. But I realized that the way that I was playing the character, I hadn't, you know, I don't know if it was a masking problem, but that was when all of a sudden I went, oh my God, it's ADHD because I hadn't let anybody know what I was about. I had been so focused on being a Jill of all trades, multi-talented, able to be proficient because that's what, you know, a bard is proficient in a lot of things, but they're not the one singular focus for any one thing. Mm -hmm. And I think when I verbalized to you that I was really frustrated that nobody turned to me in game to ask me to do these things, that was when you and I both went, oh no. And that gave me like the fire in my gut that you were talking about to define the thing that I stand for, to make yeah. it known this is my talent. This is what you need to rely on me on before anybody else. And it's not an ego thing. I think I'm not doing a great job of explaining it in a way that doesn't make it sound all about me. But in a, in a game, in a party, you want to be balanced. And we've talked about that before, you know, the archetypes. So you mm -hmm. want to know who to call on. So I think that the thing about multi-classing for me, again, the, that is probably triggering to me, is that even though we strive to hit these real emotional elements in the game, like the party has the archetypes and everybody's moving along uh -huh. and doing these things. Uh -huh. There's a part of me that believes that if you are kind of a thief and kind of a magic using bard, then there is a chance that you're going to experience this because Evan is Evan's character is just a monk that is 
going to kill someone on the first strike. And then we've got this druid and then the healer. They have focused into being the Mm -hmm. ones that do the thing when the time yeah. comes and you are going to struggle with that you're just because you're not yeah. you're not a super powerful bard nor are you a super powerful thief right and that's yeah that's a frustration and as as someone with ADHD in real life you're going to actually in game feel this rejection sensitive dysphoria right I think I've said this before, probably even on this podcast, where I have learned more about my disability from this podcast with you, from our community Discord and otherwise, and from TikTok (laughs) than I ever have from any formal diagnosis or care plan with a doctor, right? right? And one of the things that I never had even heard of until it's been within the last six months is RSD, Rejection Sensitive Dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to read really quickly from Cleveland Clinic. RSD is when you experience severe emotional pain because of a failure or feeling rejected. This condition is linked to ADHD and experts suspect it happens due to differences in brain structure. Those differences mean your brain can't regulate rejection related emotions and behaviors, making them much more intense. The second that I heard about this concept. I mean, it, it describes everything that I always am. Why little tiny things, you know, that to other people, they would just kind of brush off and say, like, oh, this is a spat. We'll, we'll be mm-hmm. over it by morning. I'm like, oh my God, do you not love me anymore? Do you not want to be right. in my life anymore? Do you not want right. anything to do with me? And it, and it perplexes my, my friends and family. <laughs> but now that I have a name for it, and that's, you know, so much of what this journey is all about is giving things a name, understanding them, having conversations, and hopefully, eventually, you know, there's some things that, that we're just going to be, and we're, we've talked about this before, we're not going to try and fight it. Yeah. This is something I'd like to fight. But it, it explains so much, Matt, about why at various stages in our lives, you and I have both been pegged as overly sensitive or overly yeah. dramatic. <laughs> And I think, you know, when I when I started thinking about this within the lens of Chimerical, she was feeling ignored. She was feeling misunderstood. She was feeling, you know, uh, like she was she would and could have been labeled at any turn. These things that she didn't feel she innately was because she has ADHD and coupled yeah. with that ADHD is RSD. Yeah. I know. Brain I know. It's so weird. It's so blown. amazing. Um, A couple other things that I do just want want to kind of read, like, because I'm not good enough at this to paraphrase, but like, I think that these are the important parts of it that I kind of gleaned. While rejection is something people usually don't like, that's true, nobody loves it, the negative feelings that come with RSD are stronger and can be harder to manage or both. People with RSD are also more likely to interpret vague reactions as rejection and may find it difficult to control the reactions. Mm. How many times has somebody, someone has innocently brushed me off and I'm like, oh, they're mad at me. And that's never it. And usually when I come to them and say, are you mad at me? They'll mm-hmm. say, what are you talking about? I, I was busy. I, I, was, I was focused on the work I was doing. I was being um, efficient. And then the final, yeah. I know, right? I was streamlining. And then kind of the final <laughs> thing, and this is getting into the science of it, is social rejection, even when it's vague or uncertain, causes similar brain activity to pain. So, like, we are inflicted pain upon us. And that resonates so hard with me that you just, you know, when you 
are in blinding pain, you have a migraine or, you know, something is broken and it's not, it's all that you can focus on. It's all that you can fixate on because the neurotransmitters in your brain are, you know, sending you a signal that something's not right. Like that's why pain exists. Right. And that's what's happening in my brain structure because of my ADHD. It's the same reaction as if I had, you know, twisted my ankle. It's my brain trying to get my attention and say, pay attention. Right. And I think that it's really funny that I had to play D&D to uncover this in real life. (laughs) (laughs) I I do do really want to hear from people who don't experience this. Because, again, we know that there are elements of this everybody experiences. I mean, feelings can get hurt. It's not like we're saying, oh, we, we have the monopoly on hurt feelings. But it is incredibly difficult to explain. At the the intensity and the level of it to the point where, like you said, we're so unaware. And so the only feedback that we get that we the, that we can go off of our entire lives is when people go, what? Why, why are you reacting that way? What? They literally don't understand why we are mm-hmm. in a full on tailspin because their their email yeah. was just efficient. I don't write efficient emails because I don't like getting efficient emails because I think that they're mad at me. I know it's ridiculous, but that's a real thing. And so I would love to hear from people who maybe brands are, are a little less neurospicy that, that, like, what is it like then? What is it? Because I just take it for granted so much. So yeah, so we're, you know, we're standing there we're, and we're like, oh gosh, so this, this major thing just happened at Comerical. We're not going to make her sad. We're not going to make her like furious, what are we going to do? She's going to get even. How are we going to make her get even, right? Um, And Mm -hmm. so you had some really fun ideas to do that. And it it wasn't that it's, you know, it's not going to change your class system, your choices up till now. But what you're saying, which I think is something that we can apply in our real lives, is personally, I am. I'm proud to be a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. I don't like talking about superpowers and ADHD, but man, there is nothing mm-hmm. better than to be able to go into a strange situation. I did I did this just Saturday. We mm-hmm. went to this super random, super last minute gala fundraiser thing. Didn't know anybody. Sat down and I could talk about anything. I could talk about anything. Yeah. That is pretty magical. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that I can do that. That's super fun when it, when it yeah. happens. But the but the flip side is I'm not going to be a tenth level monk or a tenth level wildfire druid. I'm not going to be that focused. Yeah, I think that that's you know one of the ways that RSD <laughs> has played out in my life has been around the concept of of being too much. And I think that that's yeah. kind of coming from the not feeling like you have a place that you naturally fit in. So you keep trying to insert yourself, you know, in any situation that you can. And you kind of try to, you learn how to be everything to everyone. And I think that mm-hmm. this also leads into a conversation about masking as well. And I think that that's something that I dealt with that I brought into my character of, she was trying to be everything to everyone and to your point, not getting anywhere because Mm -hmm. instead of being at a level 10, she was at two level fives, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, and that's where, you know, once I think, I think as humans, once we step into our power and embrace it and say, this is how I am. Then you stop hearing you're too much. 
you know, yeah. because then you've learned to to channel that power and that energy into the right places and, and that falls away. It's been years since I've heard you're too much, but I used to hear it a lot. And I think mm -hmm. because as I've gotten older, I've grown more comfortable building the right boat and making sure the right crew is on board, like mm -hmm. putting your energy in all of the right places. It all kind of comes back to that. So, um, RSD is something we have but barely scratched the surface on. Oh, yeah. You know, I think I've told you this before, Matt, that like becoming your friend, one of the early things is that you always made me feel seen, heard, and understood in ways that others before had not. I think it's because you and I both have ADHD, so you kind sure. of naturally knew what I needed. But like, I, I think when you begin to place more people like that in your life, the RSD can fade away because mm -hmm. you're constantly surrounded by people who know both how to treat you and then you grow that confidence to not have to have as much validation as earlier versions of you required. From what I know, I don't know a whole lot, but from what I know so far, the, the experience of getting older is both accepting things, but also trying to find that path of understanding and, and ease, maybe, where you're like, mm -hmm. I could keep fighting this, I could keep fighting. I can fight to be this. There's lots of things yep. worth fighting for. But then I think yep. maybe part of wisdom is that's not worth fighting for not anymore. Not worth it. Just not worth it. In fact, I have I've been fighting so hard to be with this person or to learn this that I am ignoring the awesomeness that has been mm -hmm. next to me the whole time, right? Like things like that. Yeah. But I love how I love how we can find the, the way that it it connects to D&D. I love yep. it when that happens. And there's the answer to the question that I rolled for, which is still hilarious. <laughs> of all hundred questions I could have been asked today, it was that one. Do any oh of my, my characters gosh. have ADHD? Most of them probably, but definitely chimerical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you would hope so, though, right? You would hope that, like we've said many times, I think everybody should play a role-playing game. I think every single human being should because... It's you as your dream self. It's you as your best and your worst all at once. Mm -hmm. And and so when it, you know, when it when it actually rears its head in Chimerical's case, you're like, wow, cool. That's mm -hmm. that's deep, man. You're experiencing RSD in real life and in game. Well, on that note. <laughs> well, on that note. Thanks for letting me be in your podcast, Allison. Oh, 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 <laughs> we're turning <laughs> tables. Here we are. <laughs> you are welcome. It is a pleasure to record a podcast with you. Thank you. <laughs> I see and cherish your RSD. The light in me. <laughs> Namas RSD. <laughs> <laughs> My RSD oh. sees and bows to the RSD in you. I love it when we devolve. We have these nice, serious heart-to-hearts and then mm -hmm. we say things like that. And that's the way yeah. it is and always will be. And always will be. Amen. Uh. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> I guess until next time. The Night Mother's people say. Beedy, beedy, beedy. Hello, my friends. This is Matt. Just to say thank you so much for listening to this freaking podcast. And I wanted to mention 
And it really does help us if you leave a review in your podcaster catcher of choice. It does actually help. It's strange. And also that we have a Patreon that you can join for just a, a couple of dollars a month. And that really helps us to, you know, plan this stuff out and, and to move words and sound bites around like you do. We also have an incredible Discord server where everyone is welcome. Where we talk about all manner of things related to ADHD and D&D and TV, all kinds of nerdy things. The people are so fun. And in this RSD riddled world we live in, it's just so nice to hang out with people that got your back. So please join us. See you next time.